there. Alexander Barkov, another shot for the Cats to win it in the seventh round. Barkov, let's go, Hello and welcome back to the Palm Tree Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside no one once again this week. Uh, Noah Russo's on vacation. Um, but we have a busy episode of the pod- podcast this week. Um, lots of lots of exciting stuff happening around the league. Tons of trades, uh, including one today um, by the Florida Panthers. Um, so today's episode will kind of break down all that. We'll take a look at the standings and the upcoming schedule, and hopefully that will take us to the end of uh, the half hour or however long uh, this episode ends up being. Um, we recorded last Sunday, uh, I think it was like 2 in the afternoon. Um, that night, uh, Tampa Bay sent Blake Coleman, or Tampa Bay acquired Blake Coleman from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Nolan Foote in a first-round pick uh, in the 2020 or 2021 draft. Some conditions on that. Um, initial reaction to this, like I love Blake Coleman as a player. Um, speed, uh, kills penalties. He can do a lot for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think it's a good ad for them. They get a cost-controlled guy um, who they know what they're going to get. He's having a career year. Um but that is a lot to give up for, for that type of player. Uh, Nolan Foote's a heck of a prospect. Um, pretty well known for, uh, you know, he's a big body. He's known for having uh, a really dangerous shot. He's also a fairly decent playmaker as well. Um, I really like that ad for the for the New Jersey Devils, um, just with the way they're, they're kind of built um, with a lot of really skilled playmakers like Heischer uh, and Hughes uh, and Nick Merkley in there now. Um, so bringing in, you know, a shoot first type player like Nolan Foote, um, big body, um, I think that'll be huge for them, uh, going forward. And then the first round pick, um, it's probably going to be a late first round pick, uh, with Tampa Bay, but it's, uh, they're going to get a a fairly good player with that as well. Um, so that, that was kind of the first, uh, real big move, obviously, um, there was the Andy Green trade earlier in the day, but after that, it kind of set things off. Um, and on Monday, uh, it was Vancouver that went out and inquired Tyler Toffoli um, in exchange for Tim Schaller, uh, Tyler Madden, a second-round pick, and a conditional 2022 pick. Um, this this one was interesting because, uh, at least to me. Uh, Vancouver going out and getting a guy like Tyler Toffoli, who is a pretty highly sought-after rental. Obviously, he's a UFA coming up um, this summer. Um, but to me, like when you go out and get a rental-type player, it's usually because you think you're you're a contender. You can, you know, make that push for the Stanley Cup. Uh, I don't know if Vancouver's quite there yet. Um, they got a lot of really good young players, um, but they're kind of on the cusp. Obviously, um, the Pacific's wide open. Um, with how even things have been. Um, so it's good there. And then uh, after that move, we found out Brock Besser um, is going to be out uh, for a while, so you kind of understand them trying to fill that gap a little bit by bringing in uh, Toffoli. Um, I think he's going to fit in well in Vancouver. Uh, he's got some familiarity with a couple guys there, um, which will no doubt help them. Um 
but giving up like Tyler Madden's a very very good prospect. He's having a great year uh, this year. Uh, the twenty twenty second round pick. Those are kind of a lottery. Tim Schaller salary dump. Um, so it's it's a significant package they gave up. I think um, with a lot of you know really you know and a couple intriguing pieces there. Um, if Tyler Toffoli ends up resigning in Vancouver, I think that's that's great for them. The trade looks really really good. Um, if he leaves, the Canucks don't make the playoffs or they don't you know make make a, a sizable run. Um, then, then it could be a flop for them, and again, that depends how Tyler Madden and, and that second uh, round pick kind of pan out. But um, yeah, a nice ad for them. Very interesting. I didn't think they were going to make a big splash, um, but they go out and do that. The next one up here is uh, Julian Gauthier, uh from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for defenseman Joey Keane to the New York Rangers. Um, two kind of prospects. Um, you know, Goche was a was a high pick. He's a big body, strong. Um, he's had decent numbers in the AHL. Hasn't really, uh, you know, made it to the NHL level yet. Um, so New York's kind of banking on that upside there. Um, Carolina, I think, just to change the scenery and you know get someone else into the organization. Um, not really a major deal um, by any means. Kind of just a prospect swap there. Um, and then yesterday, Tuesday, uh, starting off the day, it's Winnipeg goes out and acquires uh, Dylan DeMello uh, from the Ottawa Senators for a 2023rd round pick. Um, this, this one was really another interesting one because Winnipeg's, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of on the cusp of things. Um, they lost a lot of defensemen this summer, um, and that's been a major, major, you know, weakness for them. Um I don't know if they're in the, the high end of teams in that kind of realm. Um, but definitely the defense needed to be addressed, especially if they wanted to make the playoffs this year. Um, and the cost for Dylan DeMel, I was very surprised um, that he only was able to, uh, you know, get a, a third-round pick for Ottawa. I think they could have done better, especially when you see later in the day um, some of the other players that were getting, you know, second-round picks that I don't, you know, I think a lot of people would consider to be, you know, lesser players to Dylan DeMello, um, or at least even so. Um, maybe not the best look for Ottawa uh, there, uh, but for Winnipeg, it's a nice ad. It addresses a major weakness. The price isn't high. Um, yeah, Dylan DeMello, you should fit in really nicely there. Um, he's just a really solid, uh, you know, well-rounded defenseman. Um, that I think is going to be, uh, you know, really important to them if they're going to make a push here. Next up, uh, Brendan Dillon. Uh, Sharks sent him uh, to the Washington Capitals for a second-round pick and a conditional third-round pick. Um, I think, you know, Brendan Dillon's a player I think everyone kind of expected to get moved. Um, he had a really emotional press conference in his last game in San Jose. He kind of knew that that was going to be it for him there. He was, you know, very you know, upset to be leaving. Um, but for Washington, um, you know, they're always, you know, as long as they have guys like Ovechkin and, and Backstrom there, you know, they're always going to be in win-now mode. And they get a guy like Brendan Dillon, uh, who's, you know, a big, strong, physical defenseman. Um, and you look at that team now, and even before them, the size 
and physicality that they have on that team is a scary thought, I think, for a lot of teams going into a playoff series because the game changes very, very differently um, when it comes to playoff time. Um, a lot more hitting, a lot more physical. Um, and so you add Brendan Dillon to a group that has Radko Gudis, that has Tom Wilson, um, guys that will throw their body around. Um, it's a it's a scary thought for, I think, teams you know going up against them in a playoff series. Um, I, I think it addresses a need for Washington. Definitely they could have used, you know, could use some help on the back end. Um, and again, the price, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, uh, nice in the sense that, you know, the picks, you know, they could they could be great, they could flop. Um, you're not really giving up anything proven there. You're not giving away any of your prospects because they don't, you know, have a ton of them. Um, so just a nice nice piece of work for the, for the Washington Capitals, a nice addition. Um, again, yesterday, uh, the last trade of the day, Marco Scandella uh, to the St. Louis Blues for a 2020 second round pick and a conditional fourth round pick. Um, this one uh, got, you know, a lot of attention on Twitter um, just because of, you know, the kind of implications for, for Jason Botterill and the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I mean, they trade Marco Scandella like a month ago. Um, for a fourth round pick, that's all they could get for him. Uh, they flipped that fourth then for for a week, and now you know here we are in February, just before the deadline, um, and Scandella is being moved again, and it's a second round pick. Um, so just just a really smart smart piece of business there for for Mark Bergevin in Montreal. Um, yeah, get gets another pick, um, helps them through this kind of retool rebuild phase they're in. Um, I think, you know, it, it was interesting that, you know, Montreal goes out and they get Scandella and they get Kovalchuk and you think, you know, they're a ways back, but they, they still think they can make it. They're trying to make a push. And now with the Scandella deal, I think you can kind of see that they've kind of accepted that, you know, they're maybe not quite good enough this year. Um, and so to go out to flip flip Scandella, you know, get some, get some assets um, that they can use in the future. Uh, yeah, just really, really smart piece of business. And for St. Louis, they get, you know, a nice depth defenseman. Um, that's the other thing, too, I think, with the with the playoffs. Uh, you know, teams, I think you need a lot of defensemen in the playoffs because guys are going to get hurt. Um, it's going to be a battle. Um, and so usually, usually to be a top team in the playoffs, you need seven or eight defensemen. So St. Louis goes out and gets another one that, you know, can, can fill in, can play in a depth role for them. Um and should do well there. Uh, next up here, February 19th, we have uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring Dennis Mulligan from the Panthers for Mason Marchment. Um, this is, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of a minor player swap. Marchment hasn't really uh, played much at the NHL level. He's been mostly an AHL guy. Um but I think when you look at, you know, it's, it's a minor swap, but you look at it as, you know, Dennis Mulligan is a guy, he's got some skill, um, he's a tenacious player, but I think, you know, things just kind of weren't working out in Florida, he maybe wasn't getting the opportunity he wanted, um, it came out that his agent had, you know, asked for the player to be moved earlier in the year, um, so for him, a nice, nice change of scenery, Toronto uh, gets a player with maybe a bit more uh, offensive upside than Marchment. 
um, and can help them with some of the injuries they've had, uh, quite possibly. And then the Panthers get a guy like Mason Marchment, who um, I honestly I like I I know about Mason Marchment, but I haven't really watched I hadn't really watched much of him uh, or looked at his numbers too in depth. So I looked at that a bit today, um, and I think I think it's a nice a nice fit for the Florida Panthers for what they kind of were looking to do. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of room in their top six for, you know, a really skilled, a skilled guy like Mulligan. Um, so they got a guy like Marchment who has been close to a point per game this year in the AHL. Um, he's got a good shot. You can score. He scores a lot from, you know, down low in front of the net in the slot area. Um, he's a big body. He can be physical. Um, so I think when you look at what he can be for the Florida Panthers, um, maybe kind of a depth uh, guy with some physicality who can also provide a little bit of offense. Um, I'm excited to see what kind of opportunity he gets with the Panthers. Um, and not really really a major deal. Um, I still think the Panthers will be making further moves uh, going forward here as we get closer to that deadline. Um, but just, you know, a nice little minor swap for them and, uh, you know, getting them all going to change a scenery. It'll be nice, and I hope he does well uh, with the Maple Leafs there. Although, and the interesting part is that, you know, Toronto and Florida are kind of two teams really, really battling for, uh, you know, a playoff spot now in that divisional uh, spot. So, um, kind of interesting to see them make a move there. Uh, but I think a trade that works out nicely for both teams. Next up, uh, Vegas Golden Knights acquiring Alec Martinez. Uh, today from the Los Angeles Kings for a 2020 second and a 2021 second round pick. Um, you know, I think Vegas, yeah, the major concern for them was their defense. Uh, and, you know, Alec Martinez is a guy that really, really fits a need for them. Um, he's kind of a shutdown D. He has tons of playoff experience, obviously scoring that big goal against the Rangers um, in overtime. So, you know, they, they get a good solid pro there, um, a very, very capable defenseman, uh, kind of bolsters their back end. And to be honest, I was, you know, a little bit surprised at, at the, uh, the cost for him. Um, but it, it does kind of align with what, what has been happening around the league, you know, with it, the kind of value being set at a second round pick, um, but this is a guy who has term on his deal. He has another year at $4 million. Um, so it's not just a pure rental for Vegas. Um, and for, for LA, you know, you get you get the picks, which is nice. Um, I, I was kind of surprised to see that they didn't go after one of, or maybe they did, go after one of Vegas's, you know, defensive prospects like Bischoff or uh, White Cloud. Um you know, I thought that that would be something that, you know, they would be looking to get back as a guy who's a little bit closer to being a contributor than, you know, someone who's going to be picked in the next couple of years here. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that's, you know, that's what they got for him. Um, it, it's, it's a nice ad for Vegas. It'll help him out uh, in this kind of push for the playoffs here. Um, and that's kind of it for, for trades we've seen so far. Um, I expect more to be coming through in the next couple days. Um, it just it, it all happened it all happened very very quickly as I'm sure everyone's aware. 
um, just kind of trade after trade after trade uh, yesterday and then today a little bit. Um, the one name I'm very like the, the a lot of the defense are gone, um, which is which is unfortunate because that would have been a nice a nice ad for the Florida Panthers, but I guess they weren't uh, willing to pay that much for those kind of players. And so now you look at you know defensemen that are kind of left out there that might might fit uh, the the Panthers' needs here going forward. Um, you're looking at you know a very small list of players, um, and a lot of them a lot of the defensemen out there are kind of puck moving D, more offensive guys. I think Florida would be looking for someone a little more capable in their own zone. Um, but you have guys like Sammy Vatman who's still out there, right shot D for the Devils. Um, more of an offensive guy hasn't had you know you know he's had some injuries here there he's 28 he's not old he's a UFA um, that could be an option potentially there um, there's Eric Gustafson who's a UFA Chicago's going to need to re-sign a bunch of guys do they have room for him um, no idea what they're planning on doing there uh, another interesting one would be Jonas Brodin who I think in terms of style and fit perspective. Um, probably fits the best with what the Panthers are, you know, looking for in terms of a shutdown guy. He can skate well. He's young. He's got a year left on a very, very, you know, reasonable contract. Um, but I think the asking price is going to be very, very high uh, for, for a guy like that. Not like astronomically high, but you look at some of the prices that teams have paid so far, and I think um, you could expect uh, something similar and even a bit more. Um. Yeah, there's a, and then there's some other deal. Like there's Ron Hainsey, who, you know, he's he's an older guy. He's sure, he would like a shot somewhere. Uh, UFA. Um, I don't know if if he has enough gas left in the tank to be you know an effective guy in the playoffs. Um. Maybe a Michael Delzato type player if you're really really looking for depth. Um. Def- definitely a lot of interesting names. Um. Rasmus Ustalainen uh, is likely up there too. Two more years left at 5.4. Again, more of an offensive D, not really uh, known for his defensive play at all. Um, so it'll be interesting, I think, with with other teams being fairly, fairly active uh, so early before the deadline, does it kind of push the Panthers to, to make a splash here? Um, if they are going to at all, which I think they would be you know, wise to, um, just with with the group that's there. Um, one of the other interesting things that's popped up recently has been Vinny Trocek's name. Um, teams inquiring about him. Uh, he's got two years left at $4.75 million. Um, I think it's interesting if, I think if the Panthers were to, you know, it depends on how they kind of view themselves and, uh, what the kind of long-term outlook is. Um, but Vinny Trocek's, you know, a very, very good player. I expect, you know, I, I don't expect him to be moved, but I think if he were to be moved, I think they would get a really nice package back um, that could help them out. Um, I think a lot of teams would be very interested in, you know, a top six right shot center. Um, you know, those don't come available that often. Uh, so if they were to go, you know, if, if there's enough interest, I believe, Buffalo was one of the teams that was interested. Um It'll be, you know, maybe there's a fit there. Um, but I was kind of surprised to hear his name pop up. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'd love to hear from any of our listeners, if anyone's listening, uh, what you guys kind of think. 
Um, but it'll be interesting. We're getting we're getting close to the deadline here. Activity's picked up. Um, it's it's going to be exciting to see how things unfold uh, moving forward. Um, lastly, here we got about ten minutes left. I think uh, I, I have no idea. Um, looking at the standings right now, um, Florida sitting two points back of the Toronto Maple Leafs with two games in hand. And I mean, uh, you know, I'm not really a, a Toronto fan, but I follow a lot of, you know, Leafs fans on Twitter and, you know, cause they're very, very vocal, uh, very passionate fan base. Um, and things are not going well in Toronto right now. Um, I have to say, uh, especially after their loss to Pittsburgh last night, um, a lot of fans very upset. I believe Fire Dubis was trending uh, in Ontario at least. Why? No, I mean, I don't know if you could necessarily pin a lot of this on him, but you know, I guess people have their opinion. But for the Panthers, um, kind of opens a bit of a window because they haven't been very good in the last ten games. They're three six and one. Um, which really isn't shouldn't be good enough, um, but with the way the the schedules worked out and with the way the Leafs have played recently, it kind of opens up a, a bit of a window for the Panthers, where if you know they can get you know a couple wins here, Toronto has another one coming up against Pittsburgh, um, so there is that kind of opportunity for the Panthers, um, for them to kind of take advantage, especially with games coming up today against Anaheim and then tomorrow against LA, two wins there and they're you know right in it with a loss to Toronto, um, so still very very tight there. Um, the wild card seems to be dominated uh, by the Metro right now. Uh, lots of teams they're all looking very very good. Uh, recently, Columbus has cooled off a bit. Um, but it's going to be hard for. I think it's much easier for for Florida to sneak into, uh, you know, a, a divisional spot than the wild card right now. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, right now, right now, the team to watch is Toronto. It'll be interesting to see if they make some more moves coming up here. Um, if Florida does anything, but uh, it's it's very very tight. Looking up. Looking ahead at the the next couple of games, like Anaheim tonight, um, that is not a very very good uh, team there in Anaheim. No disrespect to them, um, but they just aren't. Um, and so I think you know, like these these are the games you you have to win uh, against you know the weaker opponents. And if you can't do that, then I don't think you really deserve to be you know in the playoffs if you can't if you can't take advantage of the opportunities you're given. Um, so it'll be, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing this group and seeing if they can, you know, make a push. They got, they got the job done against the Sharks the other night. Um, but you know, are, are they going to, it's kind of time where they need to show up consistently, uh, and bag some points here, uh, against these, uh, Pacific division teams. And then Thursday, the 27th against the Maple Leafs. Um, just like they have two more games against the Leafs coming up this year. Those are critical, critical games, um, to not allow, not allow it to be three point game, first of all, and to not lose would be ideal, uh, obviously. Um, 
But, you know, they have some tough opponents coming up here. A couple easy ones uh, down the stretch. Uh, the team's relatively healthy. Um, it's um, it's it's still kind of wide open. Um, but, yeah, based on, you know, what's happened online and what's happened, you know, over the last 10 games uh, with the Leafs, 4-5-1, four, um, you know, things are... You know, not not perfect for them, um, and so uh, the opportunity's right there for the Panthers. They just have to take advantage of it. Um, I would love them for, to go and you know make an ad here at the deadline um, if they can just bring in really anything uh, to help them defenseman a forward, um, just to kind of again help out you know some of the guys who have had really good years. Um, but on that note, just ending off here, I think it is also important, um, you know, if they're going to go out and make a move, um, to make moves where the assets they're giving up are not uh, roster players or at least, you know, critical roster players, um, even depth guys as well, because I think it's important to show this group that, you know, you believe in them and what they've done this year. You want to keep it together and you want them to have the opportunity to go out and prove that, uh that they can get the job done, and if you can help them out by bringing in another body, um, I think that would be huge. But, uh, yeah, who who really knows? Um, just looking back at the trade uh, trade board here, um, some of the names left. Uh, Chris Kreider's still out there. I think, uh, I think the price might be high on... Well, the price is definitely high on him. He's a great player. Um... But he would be a very, very nice piece, um, a versatile winger. Um, I'm curious to see if he gets moved. I don't know if, if he will. I think the same thing with Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Um, Carolina's first-round pick, I think that that might be in play, um, especially because they also have uh, Toronto's first-round pick, I believe. Um, so if they can do that, rumor has it they want to get some defensemen. Um Kovalchuk in Montreal. I imagine he sticks around, even though Montreal has been terrible this year, uh, getting swept by Detroit. Uh, Andreas Anthonisio, I think, would be another interesting option for the Panthers if they can find something there that works. Um, just with the the skill set he has, with the speed, if you can add that to your depth, um, you know, add that element. I think that would be an interesting piece. Kyle Palmieri. It'll be interesting. New Jersey's kind of sold everyone off so far. But, you know, he's a guy you might want to keep around for, for some of the young kids. I mean, you can't really trade everyone away. Um, you know, like like they say, you know, like Hughes, Hughes and Heesher got to pass the puck to somebody. Um, so he might be staying there. Uh, Mike Hoffman is still on the on the trade bait list. He's number 11. Um, it'll be interesting. I think if... I think if Mike Hoffman or, you know, Trocek are going to be moved, and I don't expect them to be, um, but you never know with this league, uh, I think that would be a, a deadline day thing uh, after these, you know, next couple games here. Um, and if they can, you know, get some points, close the gap a bit, then I think they'll hold on to them. But if not, um, you might just have to, especially with cause you have Hoffman and Dadanov that are both, uh, UFA's coming up. I think the preference is by the team and by pretty much everyone to keep, you know, around Evgeny Dadanov. Um, 
and to let Hoffman go. So do you want him as an own rental, or uh, do you want him to, uh, or do you want to move him now and get something back? It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I'm always a fan of of teams keeping their UFAs uh, when they're trying to make a, a playoff push. Um, you know, like like the Panthers are in this zone, like. Yeah, you could trade them away and get some assets later down the road, but at a certain point, you kind of have to give your team an opportunity to win um, and to take that risk uh, and to you know to eventually lose them for nothing. You know, obviously it sucks, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and yeah, you know that 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 kind of does it for this episode of the podcast, guys. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Those of you who have, uh, we will be back. On Sunday with a brand new episode. We'll be back on Monday. We'll record it Sunday. Um, Noah should be here. uh, So it won't be... Yeah, I'll be a little bit better probably. Um, And yeah, thank you guys and we will see you then.